What's up, listeners? It's our first... Um, 2019. Our, yeah, our first podcast of 2019. We are very late. Um, what are we? This is March 2nd? March 3rd? Today's the 3rd. Wow. And it's our first um, long-distance podcast. Alright, you can turn off the song now. Yeah, I, I was falling in love with it too much there. It is kind of a nice background noise, though. All right, so, uh, yeah, first podcast in 2019. Uh, we are very late. We apologize for that. We've had some major changes. Yeah, it's been a bit. We've We've gone through a lot. I'm currently in a different state. Yeah, and it makes it a bit difficult to meet and record. Um, So this is actually our first long-distance podcast. Yeah. Quite different. So, um... Well, Happy New Year to everyone. We hope that the last few months have been great. Uh, I hope those New Year's resolutions are still... Still, uh, still going on. Don't give up. You got nine more months. So, did you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I don't actually think I've ever. I mean, I set goals, but um, not specifically called New Year's resolutions. So, did you have any? I was too busy for New Year's resolutions. I was having a new time. So, so That's right. you, were, you were moving. So why don't you tell us a bit about uh, what changes has occurred the last few months and where you are and, and what's going on? Um, so I am currently in the great state of Tennessee, uh, the volunteer state. I moved out <laughs> here in December. Uh, I went on a a great old road trip with the uh, significant other. We went to, we drove, we took both of our cars, we drove to Los Angeles, then through to, uh, well, Loma Linda to see all our peeps, Uh, then to Tucson, then to El Paso, Texas, met up with some uh, friends there, Michael and Charlene, and then, oh, in Tucson, we stayed with my aunt and uncle. And Loma Linda, we saw everyone, of course. Um, then after El Paso, we drove to uh, the quaint little town of... Um, what am I blanking on the name? San Angelo, Texas, to some <laughs> more classmates. Well, classmate Samantha Nutt, or Slickers, however she goes by. And... Uh, her her husband and our buddy Austin. Yeah. And then 
From there we went through Dallas, through Little Rock, Arkansas, stopped in Memphis, and then we ended up in Nashville, which is my current uh, place of residence. Um, the Wait. music, the music city. And it is city. I've been here, yeah, since about mid December. Working, helping the southern people, and you know, eating hot chicken and listening to country music and Jason Aldean and Trace Adkins and Taylor Swift. And Josh, you're a very, you're a very fluent country, uh, uh, knowledgeable man. I even I even noticed I like sub like not knowingly I talk with a little bit of twang. <laughs> like usually no mostly just with my patience, but like all my coworkers have like pretty s- s- like strong Tennessee accents where they like Are you aware of uh different accents from say like Tennessee and Georgia or Alabama? Can you distinguish? No, I I yeah. I I don't even know if the average southerner can um you don't think so? I mean... Tennessee is... What's a Tennessee accent? Like, is it very... Uh, um, well, heavy? see, the hard part is that Nashville is a very, like, multicultural city. There's a lot of non-locals. Um, oh, okay. So, like, it's kind of a... a the more diverse, in a way? Yeah, the... The running joke is like everyone in from Na- in who lives in Nashville is not from Nashville. And so like a lot of transplants from like like Massachusetts and Illinois and everyone up north kinda comes down south for some reason. Um whereas like a city like like Birmingham, Alabama or like Atlanta well, Atlanta's got a lot of transplants, but I think the deep south states are mostly people from that area. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll get a lot of, uh, we'll get a lot of, you know, oh, bless his heart, or, (laughs) oh, I'll be praying for you. (laughs) Man, that is, I I fear that when you move back to California, you you know, you're going to sound really southern. I don't know. I don't think I'll get to that point. I feel I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like a chameleon in some ways. I kind of adapt to where I'm at. Yeah. Like when I was in Santa Cruz, I kind of had like a, kind of like a chill, like surfer kind of what's up, man. But now I've, kind of got a little twang. A little twang in my step. That's <laughs> good to have. I mean, you could, you could use that. I mean, have you met? Um. Um. I, my man just blanked out. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Yeah, no, I have not met Dolly Parton yet. All right. So. Um, what about you? Let's 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 fill the vis- the listeners in on what what's going on in your life. You've had a lot of uh big big money moves. Big money moves. Sounds like I'm a football player that just signed a contract to a different location or something. Uh, well, I, I moved um, to a different location. 
uh, still in the same city. Um, I still live in Sacramento. And um, let's see. It's been... Not much has changed, per se. I mean, I was in the process of uh, trying to buy a dental practice. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, working where I was at, I, I really liked where I was working, and I really liked my staff, and there was an opportunity um, for a purchase. And I looked into it, I did a lot of research, uh, I even, you know, spoke to a lot of well-knowledgeable dentists in the area who give me a lot of insights. <clears throat> and I felt confident that, you know, um, things could, could pan out. Uh, unfortunately, um, the highest bid, bidder won. So, uh, but you know, it's, I, I have no regrets. Um, I'm, I'm happy with how things are, so. Just got to move forward. Yeah. Uh, well, in the near future, I will probably be moving. Um, oh, where to? I, I feel like uh, to the to, to just to the neighbor state of uh, California. They're being Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The neighbor state of California uh, being moving, moving, moving right outside <laughs> Vegas. Um, it, oh, you know, Sin City. It, yeah, yeah. But um, planning to stay away from the city. Oh, good. We'll see. Um, I want to venture uh, in the canyons, you know, kind of check out that area. But, I mean, living in Nevada wasn't always something I, I thought I would do, but... Um, it, it makes sense in a lot of ways, and and why not? Why not start uh, traveling dentistry by going to uh, Nevada, and uh, from there, and just you know, move on to somewhere else. We'll see. Where else are you thinking of? Are you thinking of doing a similar lifestyle to myself, where you're moving every like six months to a year? Um. Yeah, uh, so the Nevada project is um, short term, uh, about eight months to a year. Um, and then um, there are a couple other cities, um, Denver. Um, hmm. I would like to, you know, kind of kind of check out Denver, Colorado. Uh, another city. Um, Chicago because it just feels like home and I think it'd be cool to to live there also um, <clears throat> but I'm also open to a lot of different areas of I'm open to surprises Ooh, so I like that um, I think are you are you going to settle down in any of these locations uh, I don't know I haven't really thought that far ahead. Um, you know, I was settling down is, is a bit, um, I, I don't want to say drastic or anything, but it sounds like, um, like something major, like this is where you're going to set grounds for the next decade or so. 
but um, I like to just kind of leave it to the opportunity. If there's a great opportunity to settle there, then yeah. Uh, one thing's for sure, though, I am not looking to settle in Nevada. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's just, I can't deal with the heat, that kind of heat for such a long time. A uh, short period of time, sure, but given that global warming has been different this year, uh, who knows? Whoa, buzzword. <clears throat> it might be snowing in Nevada now. Well, it is. Uh, it did, but, um, you know, you don't typically think of snow when you think of... No, no, you don't. You think of that when you think of Chicago. Are you sure that's where you want to go? Um, yeah, I, I haven't... <clears throat> yeah, I would. I like it there. Uh, I think I could... It's hard thinking about winter, <laughs> especially the type of winters they've had recently. But um, I, I like I like the area. I grew, you know, growing up um, around in the Midwest, um, it, it's a type of lifestyle that I like. So I'll just, when, when the winter months comes, I'll, I'll come to, I'll come out here. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll work at your office. In, in Sacramento? Yeah, because I assume you're going to be back here already. Well, who knows, you know? That's true. Life takes you uh, crazy places. Yeah. Um, do you think that the, the changes in temperature have anything to do with the geography of the Earth? Like, perhaps the Earth is not round as we have been taught? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I without going into too much details... Um, I don't think the earth is flat, but... But how um, do you know that? I mean, just look around. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm looking at my floor, and the floor is pretty flat. The floor in my room. I don't see any curvature to it. So is that... Is that your... um, Is that your conclusion? (laughs) You said look around. I... (laughs) To all well, the listeners, I, mean, uh, I just watched the Netflix documentary. Um, I forgot what the title was, but it was about flat earthers, and uh, um, I don't know. It's interesting that there are people out there like that. I didn't finish it; I got really tired of it. But <laughs> it was. I wonder why. <laughs> it was a unique, unique standpoint. Isn't there a basketball player who thinks the Earth is flat? Kyrie Irving. Does he still believe that? You know, I think um, he made a comment. Uh, I think taking back those comments. I think he, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but um, I'm para- I could paraphrase. I think it was something as a misunderstanding or something. Um, but I don't know. I don't think I don't think the Earth is flat. Just. Um, I mean, it'd be kind of funny that, you know, NASA went to the moon and took pictures of all these different planets and its spherical shape and just concluded, you know. Yeah, like what's beyond the South Pole, you know? What's on the the other side of the Earth? I don't know. Maybe it's a... 
just a flat, just a line across. I don't know. Maybe it's an but, alternate. But you know, dimension. just typically like when I when we fly, right? When I get in a plane and I'm flying, I'm going through the clouds, and or just before you get, you know, into the clouds, you just, I mean, you just look at the sky. I mean, it doesn't seem. It, it just seems spherical. I mean, if, if my eyes just tell me. <laughs> scientific evidence uh, that's enough peer-reviewed evidence for me i mean you know evidence-based dentistry evidence-based life yeah what do you see what works <laughs> yeah when i'm in a plane I, I do see some kind of curvature to the earth i don't see flatness but i mean I, I, i've always you know i'll say this when i was a kid I did often wonder, I think it was before even the first time I, I got in a plane, I often wonder, like, when you look at the sunset, and far, far into the horizon, you can kind of see, like, the sun disappear, right? So it's almost like it's going down, so you, you look at the sky, it looks like a spherical, you know, shape, and as the sun sets, you know, it slowly moves away and then it disappears but mm-hmm. then like it's furthest distant there's always like this line yeah. but I think when I was a kid I, I initially I don't know I always thought man is is that it is that where you know is that where everything around me ends like if I go to that point am I just gonna drop off fall off the end Right, fall off the end. But, you know, I don't know. As I got older, and um, I think... Um, I don't remember what it was, but then I had done a test. <laughs> and uh, I, I noticed that it just keeps going. <laughs> so a young Gaten Chamba discovered that the Earth was round? You did a test. What was this test? I, you know, I, honestly, I couldn't even remember. So I know... It, it probably doesn't stand true to what I'm saying, but um, I think I was, I was, um, this is back in Cameroon, and um, there was this, there was this river, and um, I think at the point you could see kind of like what I was describing before, how the sun would set and it would disappear. Um, but essentially what I kept doing is just kept following, try to follow the direction. So you would run after the sunset and not let the sun set? Yeah, in a plain open field, I would run <laughs> and try to get to the end so that by the time the sun sets, I'm there. Father, you know? I found the sun. And then I realized that it's gone, you know, but then like... You couldn't catch the it. The earth keeps going, you know, so... Were you a pretty uh, inquisitive young kid? Like, did you try to figure out why things are the way they are? Do you like take things apart? Some things, but I think for the most part, I just kind of just accepted. It's like... Yeah, I think I was that way. If I didn't have enough like sexual knowledge to understand something it's like all right you know it is what it is i'll 
come to understand it when I have enough brain power to think it through. And so it's 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 almost like I just took life as it came. <clears throat> and I guess it's kind of I've always kind of been like that. Um, Did you ever like have any moments where you didn't understand how something worked, or uh, any embarrassing moments? Like I remember when uh, my sister was talking to my mom, and she was telling her she's like, "Well, this is more just not understanding words, but." she was telling my mom she's like yeah my weight will like fluctuate like two pounds like four pounds like I'll go up or down two pounds every day and then I was like what does fluctuate mean does that mean like poop (laughs) I thought my sister would because I think I heard flatulate and I knew that was fart so I thought she pooped or ate Two to two to four pounds every day. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, I, I, I don't know if I had ever. I think life for me as a kid was so simple, and um, it's like we sort of did the same things every day. There wasn't, um. Like, it's not like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was very simple. Like, it it was kind of like you do the same rituals, and then along the way, you you pick up on things and um, try to make an adventure of that. So, like, I'd wake up, um, you know, go to the you know, go to the well, you know, fetch some water, bring it back, water the garden or the crops and stuff like that. And I get ready, go to school. And um, I walk to school. And then after school, I walk back home. I would eat. I would help around the house and do my homework. You know, and then the weekend time, we would run to the... So we lived... Um, my grandparents' house was next to uh, an army base. Uh, actually one of the biggest army bases. Uh, I don't want to say in the country, but in the, <clears throat> amongst the, the region. Like Cameroon's army? Yeah. So that's why we would go play. Like They had like ruins. Like They had like old uh, tanks that were abandoned. Whoa. That sounds unsafe. Well, I mean, it, it was in the outskirts. So you, you had like, you have the base where everything is functioning or everyone is and then you have like like kind of like abandoned um it was like abandoned tank where all of us kids would go play we'd either play hide and seek or play like uh we'll pretend to (laughs) what if they like left a live ammunition or something no it it was so old that you look at it you wouldn't think there's a live ammunition did you ever want to be like a soldier. I remember when I was a kid, I told my my parents I wanted to yeah, be in the army, think, and they got really mad. <laughs> I think we would play um, games like capture the flag, you know, or um, um, death match. I guess kind of like when you play death game match. Game. <laughs> what? <laughs> would you kill each other? I mean, we would pretend to. I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> like if you you know laser tagging. 
shoot each other down and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, that sounds cool. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't have real guns. And shot each other or anything like that. So, uh, what? Let's talk about um, some new experiences we've had. I went to a rodeo last night. Oh yeah, how was that? I saw. <laughs> that was. That was mind opening. Eye opening. I saw a monkey. Was it a monkey on a pig or a dog? There was. They brought out this little trailer and they opened up the back and these four sheep ran out, and then they, like, opened this curtain and out ran this little monkey riding on top of like a border collie, and its name was Whiplash, the rodeo <laughs> monkey, and it would literally like herd the sheep. And granted, it was probably more the dog doing anything and the monkey just riding on the back, but it was, uh, <laughs> I can honestly say I've never seen anything like that. And that was probably one of the, the best moments of the rodeo. But there was, um, yeah, there was bronco riding and bareback bronco riding and there was bull riding, which was very intense. I, I was like cringing at some parts like one one guy got thrown off and then his when they do bareback on the bull they wrap a rope around and like the only thing holding the rope onto the bull is their hand and so as soon as they let go the rope comes off and then the bull is like less agitated because they the broncos and the bulls are like kicking because they don't like the rope wrapped around their belly or something i think that's why but this one guy, he like fell off, but his hand was stuck under the rope, and so the bull, the bull was like jumping and kicking, and he was just like flailing around with his hand like stuck, for a few seconds, but a few seconds like on a angry bull are hours in, <laughs> I'm sure in that guy's mind. Um, but it was like, why, why we gotta bother animals, man? It was intense, yeah. But it was, it was cool. I probably will never... I would go watch it, but I will never ride a bull. I don't think I'm that crazy. I've had a few. I've had a few experiences with with bulls. Me and Sterling ran with the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Yeah, I've... Um, that's pretty intense. I've, you know, I think I had a, a, a friend in high school. Her brother did that. Um... Because at my high school, we had study tours, and, you know, you could go to Spain or Germany or whatnot, but he went to Spain, and I think for a year, study abroad, and ended up writing, you know, riding a bull. Riding a bull? Well, running. Oh. <laughs> running a, away from There's a difference. No, there's a big difference. <laughs> what What have you, what new experiences have you had? Well, I guess a big one is almost buying a dental practice. Yeah, I think that whole process of owning a business made me really, um, I think I learned a lot and I think I grew a lot in that experience. Like I started taking classes, um, finance classes, business managing, and just kind of get a grasp of what it's like. Um, and it really, really helped. 
But at the same time, I think I, I began to understand that, you know, owning a practice is, is a lot of work. Um, it's it's more than just, like, the dentistry itself. It's more of, you know, managing your staff, uh, trusting the people you work with, having a very healthy work environment. Uh, Handling all the stress. Yeah, I mean, there, it's... <clears throat> I think in our day and age, I think it's even a lot more difficult dealing with people. Um, oh, definitely. Because, because mental health is such a, um, a huge problem in today's society that, you know, you get, you have a lot of different people you know, who come from different backgrounds and have a lot of different issues and essentially want you to fix whatever's giving them pain or whatever is their chief complaint. And, not only do you have to deal with that, but you have to deal with the personality. You also have to deal with the personality of the staff. You have to deal with insurances. Back in yeah, the day, Dennis used to be like, God, anything he said would go. Like, the patient right. would listen to him and not question it. But now people are, like, shopping not around. Everyone, right. Everyone wants to argue. Everyone wants to. It's almost like I want to know every single reason to this you know I, I think I found myself um, a lot more so it's almost like I'm a counselor also except in a different context yeah so, that was fun it was also stressful no doubt so where were we um, sorry ladies and gentlemen I had to take a little bathroom break quite embarrassing this is why we take care of those things before we start <laughs> oh, okay um it's a nashville thing so speaking of um stress and and relaxation from stress uh, how do you think um do you think essential oils and uh hot tubs and massages are all helpful say they each I think I think it all I would say so yes um, but well, I don't know if there's a but much of it or anything I mean massages do help uh, helps to relax your muscles um, where do you like getting your massages I have a massage therapist who I go to um, nearby from my place and she's She's pretty busy. Uh, she's got a very, very big clientele. Um, so sometimes it's really hard even for me to like make an appointment. Where do you Where do you ask her to massage you? <clears throat> That's a very weird question. <laughs> why why uh, do you laugh? Honestly, just my back, because I feel like my back needs the most, you know, attention. Although you know, a lot of people say you should get a full body massage. Mm. Uh, I generally, you know, try to like stretch really well, and and you know, I have foam rollers and stuff that I use. It's not to say that because I don't get massage other places that I don't need it. It's just because my back, shoulders, and neck take a lot of beating just from standing or sitting, and you know, 
Mm. So, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. I do deep tissue. Uh, it's extremely painful, even though eventually you get used to it. But you have those knots to get rid of, and and then usually, typically, I, I follow that by going to the sauna. Mm. That typically will help a lot, and just you know, make sure you stay hydrated. So true. Yeah. Essential oils, you know, I've never really tried them, except uh, recently, there's this company. Um, I think they're they're based out of, uh, I don't remember where they're based out of, but they have really, really, um, really, it's all natural <coughs> oils. Um, they have a lot of good stuff. I bought the, they have... Um, you know, a small little purse of essential oils that you can buy. I think it's six of them for like 60 bucks. It's like a deal, package deal that they have. And um, whenever you have like, say you have headaches, you can kind of like rub it around the temporal section of your head, which is right, up, you know, right next to, uh, let's see, kind of by your ear, between your ear and your eye, just in the middle there. And, um, and then they have one for, um, relaxation, for sleep. I mean, it, it, it does a trick. I don't know what it is, but, hmm. um, feels really good. And they sell diffusers also, if, if anyone's interested. It's called sage.com, S-A-G-E.com. Um, if anyone wants to check them out, but they is this have, a, they is have this a sponsored food. episode that we're doing right now? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for I, I don't even know if they would even listen to, to, to me. But listen to this. But if they do, I think they will be happy that they have a customer who is advertising their brand on this nationally televised podcast. No doubt. <laughs> Absolutely, and they're an international company. Also, believe it or not, I I'm believe sure. they're from Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, that's what John said. Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think it works. What about you? Do you do you um, invest in massages or? No, I really don't. Uh, I'm too ticklish for massages. I I remember when I was a kid, I went to China with my family, and in China you can get a massage for like a dollar, like a whole body massage. Things are so cheap there. And I was like 12 and this lady like put my feet in warm water with like herbs and oils in it. It was like really nice. And she started massaging my feet, which are also happened to be my like most ticklish location. And I agree. so I was like giggling and like splashing her and like kicking and just splashing this poor Chinese woman in the face. And I was... Eventually, eventually I just stopped. No, no, no. Eventually I stopped her and I was like, you don't have to do this. Like, just take my dollar, which you're not even making enough for this massage. Did you tell her that in Mandarin? (laughs) No, I told her that in English. I don't know how to speak Chinese. Uh I mean, uh, I don't know. But that was, yeah, I don't know. Since then I've, I've had a massage or two and... 
it's kind of like not really enjoyable for me. What actually is my most enjoyable massages are those massage chairs that they have at the airport and at the mall. Yeah. Where you put in like five bucks because those like don't tickle me for some reason, but those like yeah. feel really good. And so uh, I've been like thinking about what I want to have when I finally like buy my own home and like settle down somewhere and I want to have a hot tub and I want to have one of those massage chairs. Yeah, I um I I don't really enjoy massages either. I just do it because I should. Um I don't know that if I wasn't <clears throat> if I wasn't doing dentistry, I don't know that I would get massages as as much as I do because I mean it's something that I I, I consistently do. Um twice sometimes three times a month um gets expensive yeah Yeah, it does get it gets a lot it gets expensive um which you know it's unfortunate you know life is expensive you want to take care of yourself you have to spend um but yeah I, i wouldn't say i enjoy it i just i just do it because i need to do it i think one thing that do scare me are chiropractors just because i've I've heard too many horror stories <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's, you know, I, which leads me to our chiropractors. Like how do they, how did they get the doctor entitlement? I, I'm just curious. Not that I'm jealous or anything. I don't know if they get like, they definitely don't get like the same doctor title as like an MD, but they get like a, they get like a license from like oh i just looked it up it's dc i think it is doctor of doctor chiropractic. of chiropractic yeah i don't know i i feel like that's kind of like the gray area where you're not you're not an like, M, you're not an md right i wonder when they study do they go in depth in anatomy like say for example physical therapists would like i think i would rather go see a physical therapist than go see a chiropractor not that yeah i definitely would agree with that and right as would my uh fiance who's an occupational therapist and she <laughs> yeah. like gets mad because i go to chiropractors sometimes because it feels good when they crack my back but it's I don't know, it's just such an easy fix versus going to a physical therapist, but I know it's, like, not a lasting solution. It's kind of yeah. papering over the cracks. But, yeah. yeah so, I, do, you, do you think that... Would it be very controversial if the American Society of Medicine... Um, decides to take away chiropractic and give the responsibility to physical therapists? Or do you think that would be too much of a big burden for physical therapists? Or like, out, like outlaw chiropractors? Yeah, I mean, I, I get... I, I'm not trying to suggest that, you know, 
chiropractors don't deserve to have work. It's just, I, I feel like there's such a gray line in, based on a lot of what I've heard. And it's, I don't know, it's hard to trust. It's, it's kind of like how people don't trust a dentist because of bad experiences from childhood, you know? Yeah, I I mean I I've heard things about like people becoming paralyzed from chiropractors or like the chiropractor like breaking a an artery and then the person dies or something. But um I don't know how I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's always it's always really nerve-wracking um when I think about it. <clears throat> I feel like it is kind of a, a wild west kind of world where chiropractors can claim things and do things that aren't really regulated and uh yeah it might be dangerous but I don't know it's the the world we live in having some trouble hearing you I'm wondering if um you're having some connection issues can you hear me now Okay. Um, we've gone forty-one minutes. That's a that's a solid episode. Do you want to talk about anything else? Um, I think yeah, forty-one minutes is good. Um, I think being that this is, you know, first one for the year. Um, this was episode number eleven. Was it? So we had ten episodes last year. Yeah. So this is episode one of season two. <laughs> I like that. Season two. <laughs> All right. This is, we are in their second season. Uh, we will... Um, what's going to happen in a few months as far as some of the things that we can talk about next, next time on Black and Yellow Live? Um... <clears throat> Ooh, we um, your bachelor party is coming up. That is correct. And uh, we can talk about um, we can talk about the the what not to do at bachelor parties. <laughs> or how, how far? Is well, go ahead. Far? Tell us. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. Um, Well, you must have some idea of what not to do. <clears throat> no, but um I think I can't think of anything right now. I'll definitely brainstorm for the next episode. Alright. What so, what are things we should do? Say that again. Are there any things we we need to do while on this bachelor party? Uh, <clears throat> no, we need research. I don't know much about. It. We should probably hike one of the fourteen uh, thousand mountain peaks. 
14,000? 1,000 feet. Oh. What do they call them? 14... 14ers? 14ers, that's what it is. I couldn't think of it, so I said 14,000. <laughs> There's like, what, six of them or something? You know? I have no idea. I know they have a lot. But, um... Alright, this, this, uh, we're coming to an end here. And, uh, we should definitely try to do more than 10 episodes this year. There's a lot of exciting things happening. Um, so we look forward to talking more about that. I look forward to it. Good chatting with you, sir. Alright, so, uh, this is greetings from Sacramento and, uh, Nashville. Let's just say goodbye. And and uh, have a good evening to you all. All right. All right. We so out. This episode. Uh-huh. We out, folks. You know what it is. Don't to subscribe and share with your friends. Peace.